Welcome to the Sex and Psychology Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Justin Miller. I am a social psychologist and research fellow at the Kinsey Institute and author of the book, Tell Me What You Want, The Science of Sexual Desire and How It Can Help You Improve Your Sex Life. The single most common piece of sex advice I hear people give is to communicate more often. Certainly, that's great advice. The data are unambiguous. People who communicate early and often with their sexual partners tend to be the most sexually satisfied. However, this advice can ring kind of hollow. Most of us recognize that communicating more with our partners is a good idea, but a lot of us don't end up doing it because we don't know how. So while communication sounds like great sex advice, if you don't give people some tools to help them do it, they're probably not going to benefit from it. So let's talk about how to talk about sex. In today's show, we're going to explore sexual communication tips. We're going to discuss how to normalize talking about sex with a partner, how to bring up problem areas and sexual difficulties, how we can get better at saying and hearing the word no, as well as how we can discuss fantasies and desires in healthy ways. I am joined once again by Dr. Lauren Fogel-Mercy, a licensed psychologist and ASEC certified sex therapist. She specializes in sexual health and relationships and owns her own private practice in a suburb of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Along with Jennifer Vensil, Lauren is co-author of the forthcoming book, Desire, an inclusive guide to navigating libido differences in relationships, which we covered in the previous two episodes. This is going to be a fascinating conversation. Stick around and we're going to jump in right after the break. Are you passionate about building a career in sexuality? Look no further than the Sexual Health Alliance. With Shaw, you'll connect with world-class experts and join an engaged community of sexuality professionals from all around the world. Whether you're just beginning your journey or are in the process of building advanced skills, Shaw's comprehensive certifications, engaging events, and self-paced online training will move you beyond the basics and set you up to be a rising star in the field. Visit sexualhealthalliance.com and start building the sexuality career of your dreams today. Okay, Lauren, let's talk tips for better sexual communication in relationships. As a starting point, let's begin with normalizing talking about sex with a partner. You know, sex is a subject that people often avoid talking about entirely because it's only ever brought up when there's a problem. And so sex quickly becomes this very fraught topic of conversation because every time it comes up, it's anxiety inducing and it's, you know, somebody's doing something wrong and there's a problem. So how can partners get in the habit of talking about sex regularly without it always being this anxiety inducing situation? Yeah, it's hard when we live in a culture that doesn't talk about sex very openly, doesn't teach about sex very openly. So I just want to normalize and validate that. (laughs) You know, one of the things that I think is really a cool way to bring some of this conversation into more of the day-to-day or or to create a ritual around it is um, the Gottmans, who are relationship researchers and therapists, have a name for relationship check-ins that they call the state of the union. And as a play on the state of the union, I think, you know, folding in some sexual questions into that state of the union, that if we have a way to connect that says, you know, kind of how are we doing as partners? How do you feel in general? Are your, you know, emotional needs being met? Do we have 
enough kind of time together lately. And, and you're just sort of taking the temperature of the relationship that maybe if you have a habit of doing that, maybe we throw in a question about sex or intimacy and fold it into an existing conversation. You know, how do you feel like our sexual connection is lately? Do you feel like there's anything that you'd like to do differently? Or is there anything that we should try or something that you want to share with me? Just creating some open space to talk about that. And maybe if it's not just a sex conversation for some people just sort of sprinkling it into a relational dialogue can maybe feel a bit more approachable yeah sprinkle in the sex (laughs) (laughs) and you know also you can use popular media as examples to get that conversation going you know for example if you were watching something on Netflix where there was this really hot sex scene, you can pause it and talk about it or talk about it after the show is over and say, wasn't it really hot when? And you can use that as a way to just kind of open the door to normalizing, talking about sex and sexual pleasure without it always, you know, being in the context of like, here's a problem and we need to have this really high stakes and intense conversation about it. Yeah. There's also some great like conversation decks and card decks and games that exist around some of these things. And so sometimes that's a fun way to talk more about sexuality, asking open-ended questions that are already written out. You just read off a question to each other. Maybe you do a handful, maybe you go back and forth. Maybe you do that in a really relaxed setting. So we can kind of make it something that's maybe more fun or approachable, especially if we're talking about some things maybe from one step removed where it's like, well, what what would you think of this? Or what, what do you think of this topic or question? You can kind of get your feet wet and then maybe go a little bit deeper into what do you think about trying this out? Yeah. And something else I like to suggest is if it's not in your budget to buy an existing game, you can always make up your own game. And it's very easy to just do a game of would you rather? And you could say, would you rather be tied up or tie me up? Right. And you can propose different scenarios, situations, and it can just sort of be a fun way of talking about sex, but also kind of feeling your partner out for things that they might be more or less interested in. And then maybe that could be the basis for things that you might try later. Now, let's say that you're somebody who has developed a sexual difficulty. It might be that sex is often painful. Maybe you have difficulty maintaining arousal or reaching orgasm. You know, when sexual difficulties arise, people often avoid talking about the problem by avoiding sex. And they do this because if they're not having sex, then they don't have to talk about that issue that they might find to be embarrassing or anxiety-provoking or they might be ashamed of. But that can lead to serious relationship problems because the other partner might be left wondering, like, what the heck happened to our sex life? Like, why did sex disappear? So how do you bring up a topic like sexual difficulties with a partner? It's such a hard thing because, you know, sex as a whole can be challenging. And then you add in you know, layers like this has become difficult for us, or there's something that's blocking the kind of connection that we want. And I think it requires a level of vulnerability. And so I think there's a delicate piece to bringing this up. How do we bring this up? And one of the things that I think is really tender is being really clear about, you know, here's what's happening for me. 
and being clear that this is not, hey, my partner has done something wrong or bad or is causing, you know, it's not a blame. This might be something that you bring up when you're already having a moment of connection, when you're already sort of looking at each other, having some, you know, dialogue or it's a quiet moment together. And I recommend talking about this as a whole, not when you're in the middle of it. So when you're in the middle of it and something hurts, not that you can't or shouldn't bring it up in the middle of it, but you know, if you notice that, hey, I'm I'm really struggling, there's been pain the past few times, or you know, I keep losing my arousal. If there's a pattern or a trend that you're noticing, let's talk about that when it's not in the moment, or at least not only when it's in the moment but kind of bringing it out of the vulnerability of being in the heat of the moment and saying, hey, I've noticed the past couple of times and there's maybe some language or ways you can approach this timing. But at the end of the day, it's a vulnerable thing to talk about. And I don't know if there's anything that's going to make that vulnerability completely vanish and just realizing that it's tender, realizing that, you know, most of us don't have a lot of tools that we've been taught or models for how to talk about this. And I think just being gentle with yourself as well, knowing that these are things that can just be challenging to talk about. Yeah, it's definitely one of those very difficult subjects to address, but that's why I wanted to ask you about it because I think a lot of people struggle with how might I even bring this up? It's not something that you see discussed anywhere. They don't talk about it in porn. They don't talk about it in the media. They don't teach us this in sex ed. So we just don't really have a template for it. And yes, you're right. It's a moment of vulnerability. It's always going to be somewhat challenging to do, but there are certainly better ways that you can bring this up. And I think it's also important for partners to recognize like, hey, if your partner mentions that they're having a difficulty, this doesn't mean that it's an issue with you, right? And so don't take their difficulty so personally because then that creates another issue and that's where these conversations sometimes spiral out of control, right? And I think that's why a lot of people worry about bringing this up is that they don't want their partner to take that personally. It's one of the things I see most often is that partners, let's say nine times out of 10, will go right to personal because I think we feed in our own sort of fear story, you know, and worst case scenario, right? It's because you've lost attraction to me. It's because you don't love me anymore. It's because you don't want to be sexual with me. It's because you're having sex with somebody else. You know, all of these fears just come rushing to the surface. And I would say an equal about nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with that. And it has everything to do with something completely outside of the partner and more about things like stress levels or individual factors. Yeah. And what you said is so important. We need to have more compassion for ourselves. We need to have more compassion for our partners when we're talking about difficult issues like this. Now, related to that, I also wanted to ask, you know, let's say there's a problem in your sex life. It's not a sexual difficulty. Maybe your partner's just doing something in bed that you really don't like. Maybe you used to like it, but you don't like it anymore. Or maybe it just never felt good. You never liked it. It's just not working for you. How do you tell your partner that the sex you're having just isn't working for you? Yeah, another very tender topic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and a sticky one because 
understandably, you don't want to come to your partner at your partner. You might avoid coming in with like, hey, let me tell you about what I don't like, what, what's what been really, you know, crummy about our sex life. <laughs> because you won't, you know, you hopefully care about that person. You don't want to hurt their feelings. Another um, tidbit that I get from the Gottmans, who are couples therapists and researchers, they talk about the importance of stating our positive needs more than stating our negative needs. So rather than saying, here's what I don't like, don't want, you shouldn't do, this is terrible. We want to maybe lead with, here's what I think would be really hot. Here's what I think would be really fun. Here's what I might like to try with you. Here's what I think would really help me get, you know, more aroused or in the mood. And you can lead with that because the way that that comes across tends to be a bit more inviting. It's like, hey, you know what would really be hot? What? Tell me, right? Rather than like, hey, do you know all the ways in which you're not doing a good enough job here? (laughs) (laughs) Let me give you your report card. Right. Yeah. So make it more inviting. And then maybe you can sort of gently say, I think that might work better than this for me. Yeah, and fun fact about the Gottmans, since you brought them up a couple of times, they were actually my very first guests on the podcast. Oh, wow. And I do remember one of the things that we talked about was, you know, that ratio of positive to negative comments when you're talking about a problem area. And the magic ratio is five positive comments for every one negative comment when you're having a conflict discussion, right? When the negatives start to outweigh the positives, that's where things go off the rails. And so it's important when we're talking about problem areas in our sex lives or in our relationships more broadly, that we're still validating of our partners. We're recognizing the areas in which they are meeting our needs and the great things that we do have together. But here are the things that we also need to work on. So these are delicate difficult conversations, I know. But again, there are better and worse ways to approach them. Now, as I've said before in the show, no is sometimes the hardest word to say and to hear when it comes to sex because it's often taken as rejection. You know, you can see all my questions here are following a sort of similar thread, right? We're often taking things that our partners are saying way too personally, but just no in general, like if you turn down a partner's request for sex, sometimes people interpret that as they're not attracted to me and they don't love me anymore and all of these other things. So as a sex therapist, just curious if you have any tips for how can we say no in more productive ways? And also how can we hear no in more productive ways? Yeah, which are both super important because they will come up at some point. How do I let you know I'm not in that space with you at this moment? Or how do I hear that? How do I receive that? There's a couple of different ways to approach this. One of them is, are you a yes to some part, but a no to another part? So for example, if a partner says, hey, do you want to have sex or something to initiate sex? And you're a no to sex. Could you be maybe a yes to something else, like some sort of connection? You know, hey, hon, i I've had a long day and I'm really tired, but I'd love to connect with you. Would you be up for XYZ, you know, alternative? Would you I'd love to cuddle in bed with you for a bit, sit and talk with you for a bit? Would you be up for that? So you could propose an alternative that would still maybe sort of sit in as a type of connection that maybe doesn't land as a complete sort of no to the whole thing. Because maybe part of what 
the bid is about is connection. And so that might fulfill part of it. Another is to focus on maybe like rain check, right? Like I would love to do that with you. Can we do that Friday night and make some time for that? Because today, you know, I've had a really long day and I really want to be present with you. I really want to be engaged with you. I really want to make that, you know, a special time for us. So you're really highlighting the like, yes, I want that with you. And here's a place where we can maybe make that happen. And in the meantime, is there something we can do to maybe, you know, feel bonded or connected? You know, the other thing you can say is to lead with the reassurance. You're hot. I love you. I'm attracted to you. Now's not a great time for me. Can we make that happen another time? You know, just leading with that reassurance to kind of make sure that that part maybe gets heard. Yeah, I love all of that. So we've talked a bit about, you know, kind of how to bring up problem areas, how to say what you don't want, how to say no, but how do you say what you do want? So for example, let's say you have a fantasy about trying something new that you want to share with your partner, but you don't know how. Maybe you've never shared fantasies before. Do you have any tips on how to share a fantasy or desire in a healthy way? Because again, this can also be a fraught topic of discussion because sometimes when you're saying you want to try something new, your partner also interprets that personally and says, oh, well, they must not be liking the sex that we're having, right? So how do you share the wants in a healthy way? Yeah, you know, I think you can test this out as um, maybe a general conversation at first. Hey, you know, we don't really talk very often about or we haven't historically talked about our sexual desires and fantasies. What do you think about doing that? Maybe we can set some time aside and sort of come at it more generally. So that's one approach is to just sort of introduce talking about talking about it. There's a similar sort of way of doing that in the moment. Let's say I want to talk to you about something I've been thinking of and I'm nervous to share this part with you because there's a part of me that's really wanting to share it, but there's maybe a part of me that worries that you might think I'm you know, odd about it or you might judge me or you might you know, shut it down. And so I want to preface it maybe with that part, with that fear, with that, you know, the piece that says, hey, I have something tender to share with you. I'm worried about sharing with you, but it might be valuable to do that. Do you think you would be open to hearing it? And just that tidbit of information might already set the stage then for the partner who's receiving it to say, okay, let's slow down. Let's really be here. Let's be really present. Let's put on our sort of good listening, supportive hat. And so it might set the tone then for the rest of that conversation. Yeah, I think that's a great way to go. And I think also too, you know, with everything else that we've been talking about, starting with validating your partner is a great way to go in the beginning before you launch into here are these new things that I want to try. So yeah, there are all kinds of ways that you can go about this. Now, I have one more question for you about sexual communication, which is what to do if you're kind of struggling with the verbal communication piece. You know, some people find nonverbal communication to be easier, especially when you're in the heat of the moment. So can you give us any tips on how you can use your hands or your moans and groans or other nonverbal indicators as ways of communicating about your wants and needs? 
so many people can struggle, right? Finding the right words, especially in the moment. One of the ways that you can do that is through some, like you said, nonverbal, like a moan or a groan. The tricky part is without having some shared understanding of what a groan could mean, there are some times where some sort of nonverbal cue could be read as one thing by one person and read as something separate by another. And then there are some things that seem just maybe a little bit more universally understood. If talking about some of these things is hard or difficult, or if giving verbal feedback in the moment is challenging, one thing you can do is at a separate time, come up with maybe a code or a system that, you know, when I tap you here, or when I say this, or this is what that means. And let's make sure that everyone involved knows that legend or that code of like, this is what this means. So that in the moment, instead of having to, you know, get into your head and think about how to give feedback, you can maybe just more quickly and easily grab one of these gestures or sounds or something to use in the moment. And if having some of these conversations is challenging, sending an email to each other or making a text conversation, you know, hey, I was thinking about you know, this, and what do you think of that? And I don't think it's inappropriate to have some of that in text form if text is your best way to communicate what you want or what you need. Yeah. For some people, the computer-mediated or smartphone-mediated communication is easier. It makes it easier to say things that are hard to say in person to another individual. And, you know, one other tip for this is in the moment, If you're providing feedback in terms of what you want more of, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't even have to be in sentence form. It can be single words, you know, more, yes, faster, you know, whatever it is that you want more of, you can just sort of provide that kind of simple encouragement and that can do the trick, you know, just as easily as, you know, having a conversation about it. Also, if that makes it easier to communicate about these things, that's another way you can try it. Absolutely. To just make it really simple and straightforward. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this amazing conversation, Lauren. It was a pleasure to have you here. Can you please tell my listeners where they can go to learn more about you and your work? Sure. You can find me on my website. Uh, It's www.drlaurenfogel.com. Or you can find me on social media at Dr. Lauren Fogel Mercy. And the new book is titled? It's called Desire. An Inclusive Guide to Navigating Libido Differences in Relationships. Well, I will be sure to include a link to it in the show notes. Thank you again so much for your time. I really appreciate having you here. Also, thank you to my listeners. To keep up with new episodes of this podcast, visit my website, Sex and Psychology at sexandpsychology.com or subscribe on your favorite platform where I hope you'll take a moment to rate and review the show. You can also follow me on the socials for daily sex research updates. I'm on Twitter at Justin Miller and Instagram at Justin J. Miller. Also, be sure to check out my book, Tell Me What You Want. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. 